Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito and I am the creator and host of this podcast. I am joined each episode by two fabulous ladies. First, we have Lainey Edelman, our outstanding self-taught podcast producer, and I'm also joined by Kate Cook, our very enthusiastic unpaid co-host. guys. <laughs> I feel like anytime we do this and the three of us start laughing, the listeners are like, we, we don't understand what yeah, you're laughing we, at. We missed out on the inside joke. Honestly, the hardest part of any podcast is starting. The it podcast. is always hard to start. Because we're always and chatting a little before yes. and then I'm like, all right, we need to like actually start. It's a little, sharp turn. I'm a little bit more serious on the TPA tidbits podcast well, with my course. intro. Yeah. And then if we have a guest, a lot of times I'm a little bit more like, okay, we're going to I'm a, we're going to sound like legit podcast people. Yeah. But we don't have a guest today. We don't. It's a catch-up episode. Woohoo! It's been like three weeks since I've seen Kate. I know. It's because I was out last week. Yes. And I was out of town the week before. Yeah. So it's been a minute. And did you miss the week before that? I don't think I, I missed Katie's interview. And then you missed animated art and then the week before that was okay kate you just listen to all of these all in a row i don't even remember the week before was oh, andy it, with the keeping andy yes oh, yes and that lovely candle that she gave us oh, yes oh, oh my i don't God. even light the candle and my room smells good so i normally i don't i need to because i need to invest in nicer candles is what i've realized because mm-hmm. i do. normally get just cheapo depot from target sorry target because they're listening but anyway right um, <laughs> we're like a big deal but the first time i lit the one from andy um ross and hartley both made a comment they were like it's like the scent is so much stronger than normal it smells so good and i'm like okay y'all we got to get some fancy candles also i might be mistaken but i think that nicer candles are better for you if they're like the soy based candles okay it's not as polluting to the air Okay, I, which I think cheap candles are like bad for you to breathe in. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm on board now. So. Well, I, nothing irritates me more than whenever you light a candle and you can't smell it. Yeah. And I'm like, why can't I smell this? And I love yeah. candles. Okay? Yes. Um. So, Kate, where are we at? Um. Okay. What's been going on? So I know I talked. No. 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 no, no just like kidding. Physically, where are we? Oh. Where are we? <laughs> Kate really need to practice this before we start. We might need to start having a little powwow. I actually was thinking in my head, the hardest part of the podcast is the intro and the exit because I don't know what you want me to say on either part. I'm like, does she want me to tell him goodbye? And sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. And then when I listen back, I can't decide which I prefer. I'm probably not a very good host, honestly. Maggie used to do that. I'd look at her and I'd be like, any parting thoughts, Maggie? And she'd be like, why? Why did you just ask me that? Okay, now physically, where are we we? We're at Eliza. Yes, fabulous restaurant yes. off of Jefferson Highway. Yeah, thank you for hosting us, Eliza. This is great. It's why, am I talking weird? Do I feel, am I whispering? Am I using my normal voice? Can y'all tell? You're using a slight <laughs> inside voice. But sli- that's probably good for me, That's though. appropriate. Yeah. I don't know why I don't use this when I'm in the land of the CPAs where I, <laughs> I know, should. Right? Well, that's just because you've gotten used to you us. You most definitely yeah. don't use it there. I do not. Have right. people complained about me? Yes, they have. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Lady. No, but so, every time we Lady, leave, you're you like hollering. <laughs> <laughs> Lainey has no poker face. I'm pretty sure people have said something. People probably have. No one has and, said anything. Um, <laughs> Just speaking on you, Lainey. I'm coming for y'all at Falcon Winkler. <laughs> <laughs> and Kate's going to work there eventually. And I, I'm... I, Pretty much do. I tell people, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, 
Ross and Hartley will truly relate with Lainey, which shout out to Ross. He started listening to the Louisiana Ladies podcast. Well, yeah, Ross. I know. Where you been? I truly believed he was already listening to it, but oh. I found out recently that he wasn't, but now he is. Ross. So shout out to Ross. I love you. Thank you for listening. Has he started critiquing you like Patrick critiques me? He has not. Okay. Um, but <laughs> he really will relate with Lainey because he and Hartley are constantly like, we're in public. They're saying like, Please lower your voice. Everyone oh. can hear you. But I'm okay. I got good things to say. I mean, I whisper <laughs> in the office and people are like, are you whispering? I'm like, yeah, why? Oh, you need to lower your voice. Okay. Yesterday oh, I got wow. a little flustered and I said no, like really loudly, which is not even a bad word. I could have said something much worse. And everyone was like, are you okay? <laughs> I was like, no, I'm clearly not. Lainey's not okay. Okay. So let's talk about really quick though, when it comes to Eliza. Okay. I think they open, I think she's, it was like four or five years ago. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, sorry. Yeah, definitely pre-pandemic because I've been coming here since pre-pandemic. What was this? So, this, so just to give everybody context, if you're not familiar with this location, so it's off of Jefferson. The best way I can put it is behind the CCs. Yeah, in it's Jefferson. like kind of in a little corner nook. Yes, and that there used to be a D'Angelo's in yes. the shopping center, and it is adorable and the food is so good the food is delicious um so a few things that we wanted to talk about really quick about eliza is you know what they got going on for the holidays so sally the owner came and talked to us and said that they do have holiday part like you can reserve it for a holiday party if you do that it is a buyout because the place is very quaint mm-hmm. and i'm gonna say small but like not in a bad small no. like it's just in like an intimate way it's an intimate yeah. it is an intimate setting and i love it um so you know that's one of the things that they're that they do during the holidays and she also said that they do that year round i did not realize that on Fridays, they have what's called Champagne Fridays, where champagne is $12 a glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, during lunch. Let me just Ooh. say, I've been here for lunch on Friday and did not participate in the Champagne Fridays. So clearly, I didn't come here with Melissa. <laughs> right. I'm like, I mean, I like having a glass of champagne on a Friday at lunch. I do, too. Yeah. Celebrate for the weekend. Yes, exactly. So come check that out. Um, they also do partner with Oshner and Eat Fit. So there are some menu items that I think Oshner has, I'm going to say parameters, but that sounds mm-hmm. really, but you know, like in terms of just sodium some content, kind of guidelines, protein, yeah, guidelines, um, and just overall, um, I'm going to say healthy, but good for you. Yeah. Nourishing. Yeah. Nourishing. I feel like they have a great variance on their oh, menu. I love their menu. Just comforting things but aren't going to leave you feeling awful after fresh ingredients fresh and you can tell it's fresh here for sure i feel like that and i do think they might rotate their menu because i've seen that they've had like some new they'll they've had new um appetizers and entrees i really like their small bites and their appetizers it's a relatively small menu it's not limited by any means but i always like when a restaurant has a more condensed menu yes. because I feel like they put more effort yes. into each item. Well, and it kind of lets you know a little bit about back of a house that there's not just like a ton of ingredients sitting around not being used. Right. You know? Well, and I feel like um, Gordon Ramsay, who's, you know, that 
Yeah, Hell's Shit. Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> but I really think that he had a show, and I'm, the name of it is Escaping Me, where he went into restaurants. It was okay. like Bar Rescue, but Restaurant yeah, Rescue. it was uh, Restaurant Impossible. Oh, yeah. And I it was to watch that all the Me time. Too. It wasn't Gordon Ramsay. It was, oh, what's his name? Oh, uh, it uh, no. I had it on the tip of my I tongue. I see him. Literally. No, okay. Me he Too. Did have, no, he had a show where, Gordon Ramsay, I'm telling you right now, he had a show. Okay, well, okay, Lady and Restaurant I are Impossible about a is show. that other okay. man. And I'm Googling it. Like, right I used to come home from dance in high school, and my dad and I would watch this show. Robert Irvin. Robert Irvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Irvine. That Irvine. Right. Irvine. Robert right. Irvine. Okay. Yes. Here's my point, ladies. My point <laughs> is that when Gordon you Ramsay watch say? these shows, but one of the things that I always talked about is would tell people is your menu has weight. Like, okay, you've got mm-hmm. Italian to Mexican to, you know, like what are you trying to specialize Robert in? Robert used to say that too. And so many of the restaurants I remember on those episodes were using so many frozen ingredients mm-hmm. and things because it was so vast. Mm-hmm. So I feel like limiting it makes everything much fresher. Yeah, and easier to maintain a fresher menu. Okay, they also do Thanksgiving catering. Okay, I need to hear more about this because i that's what I do to, for my Thanksgiving contributions. Well, I pick it up from somewhere else. Okay, so I would think we go to their website to figure that out. Okay, but well, I mean, considering this is coming out, like, kind of close to Thanksgiving, she said they still have, people can still order even when that, when this episode comes out. So that. we'll look it up. Yeah, I have my computer. And then the last thing that she talked about, and this is, you know, she talked about a Revion menu i had never heard of this term but i'm also not a native south louisianian okay so it they she told me it came from new orleans it's a new orleans tradition it's a new orleans tradition and that because new orleans has a pretty heavy catholic population Mm -hmm. catholics would go to midnight mass for christmas i believe and Mm -hmm. then they would come back to a restaurant or come or back home. maybe they came back to their home and they had like a luxurious four course a really meal. extravagant oh feast. wow so i think now a lot of restaurants in new orleans offer this type of menu not necessarily after midnight mass but a really but luxurious meal yeah, something special that they offer throughout the month of december yes okay. and so that menu is going to be offered here starting around december 5th mm-hmm. four courses with wine tastings oh how cool yeah I love that. I feel like Ross and I need to do that because I have survived this. Well, I will have survived this um, semester, semester of teaching and coaching. And you definitely deserve can a we treat. Talk, can we talk about that? Like, yeah. Are we gonna be done? So I, I selfishly need you to be done. I know. So, well, I've gotten to the point now. I mean, I'm halfway through the second nine weeks. So I'm a nine weeks and a half in. Like these are my kids. These are my oh. classes. Um, my principal made a comment about like, oh, you know, well, if we, if we find somebody and I was like, I would cry. Like I've really like put a lot into my classes and my kids. I can't just hand this over to some scrub coming in thinking they're going to teach literature. Are you going to interview the new person? But I mean, I would hope I would be involved. This is my, you know, these are my classes and, but I'm attached to my kids and everything, you know, so I don't know. I'm hoping now I've gotten to the point that I'm like kind of hoping that Aubrey was right, that like everybody who wanted to teach this year, like lined up their jobs in May and that, you know. Okay. So let me ask you this. Are they still looking for a teacher? I mean, I noticed that it was still posted on the website, but I don't know that anybody's like hitting the streets. But I mean, you know, probably because I say things like, if y'all replace me, I'll cry. (laughs) I know that you you say that these are your kids. So after this full year, 
Would you be so, ready to step down? We're interviewing Kate today. Okay. That is what I keep telling people. I will be going back to my sub status next year. The sub list is very thin already, and now I'm off of it. And um, so I would like to get back to that. I still want to be Hartley's room mom, and, you know, they're allowing me to be room mom this year, even though I'm technically on faculty, but typically faculty can't be room moms and like it's really important to me to do that for the rest of Hartley's career it has been this past month has been a bit of a struggle with there was a cross-country meet during the day um tomorrow's Hartley's field trip next week is the state meet like finding subs for me you know to cover all these things like I want to be able to do all these things that are important to me so as much as I'm loving it and you know yeah, I'm going to be returning to sub status, but it has been like quite a delight so far being a teacher. Now, not all days are great days, you know, um, but most days are really good days being a teacher and I really enjoyed it. So I hope to get to finish it this year. I know it's going to mean this year is crazy and I get a lot more gray hairs, but I'm almost done with this cross country season. So I feel like if I can do it teaching eight hours a day and then coaching two hours a day, that doesn't leave a ton of hours left. And I have felt that for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then coming and recording a podcast once a week. Yeah. So, um, but I do have to say shout out to my administration who has just been the most wonderful about me leaving early to do podcasts and cross country things and room mom things and all the things like they just support me and all of that. So maybe that's also what's made this year such a delight. Um, and it does make it tempting to want to be a full-time teacher again. I feel like having been a teacher and then being a wedding planner and then being teacher again, I was meant to be a teacher. It feels right for me. Really? Yeah. More so than a wedding planner? More so than a wedding planner. Um, I kind of felt like you were thriving as a wedding planner. I, you know, I, I am somebody who doesn't shy away from hard work and I have a lot of good attention to detail and I think I was thriving as a wedding planner and I think I was very good at it. Um, but my heart is for sure in teaching. Mm. I, I see other wedding planners and stuff that, um, I feel like their heart and my heart was in it, you know, when I was in it, but there were times that I was like, what am I doing? Like for the world. And of course I was like taking a lot of burden off of brides and moms and like letting them really enjoy their day. But, um, something, you know, teaching is a vocation and I can really feel that. Like, I feel like while there's days that for sure, I cry when everybody leaves my classroom because I'm frustrated with myself or maybe my students or whatever it may be. Like, I feel like there's a greater cause, you know? So. Okay. So let's back up a little bit. Yeah. So what made you want to be a wedding planner from the beginning? Okay. So. Don't know if we were, I don't know if we were still like hanging out at this time. Um, so it was kind of when we would like get lunch like twice a year, you know, like after we both left teaching, yes. we kind of catch up like once or twice a year. We did. So. We were good about that for a while. We were. I know. I don't know who initiated it, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't me. I was going to say probably you. I, <laughs> no, every I wouldn't so, give me that much credit. Every so often I see this post and I'm going to circle back to your question, but every so often I see this post on social media and it's kind of like, if you're not the, if your friends are, wait, hang on, I'm going to mess it up. I know what you're talking about. It's that one where it's basically like, if you're the one who's always reaching out to people, like basically like people don't appreciate you. And I hate it because I am 
pretty horrible about initiating things. But once people do, I'm like, I will find time. Like, I love it. I want to get together with people, but it's so hard for me to be the first one to do it because I tend to overfill my plate in general. I think, though, you know? that that post, because I, I always see that, too, just means that it does have to go both ways. Yeah. I feel like I shine in other areas of friendship <laughs> and like, that's my weak point, but maybe I need to work on it. I tell my students all the time, I'm looking for growth. Maybe that's what I need to challenge myself in my relationships. Well, I will tell you, you might have some friends that are inherently like planners mm -hmm. and they're yes. always going to beat you to the punch on that. Yeah. No matter, no matter what, yeah. but I do understand like it can get frustrating as a friend if you don't feel like your other friend is pulling their weight. Yes. Not that you're not, Kate. I'm I not know. saying No, that. no, no. I can see it for sure. But yeah. there are people that are just planners, and mm -hmm. I would not say I'm this planner. Yeah. I'm more of a – but I do – whenever I'm, like, texting people and they're like, let's get together, I'm like, okay, what – does yeah. this date work for you? Yeah. Because the let's get yeah. together is never going to happen Unless if somebody doesn't put it, on a calendar. Put, it, put it on a calendar. Yes. Because we're a big deal and we're busy. Yes. Okay, so back to my question. Okay, okay so I'll so. circle back. So and how I long mean, did you teach for? Um, six years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. So I taught one year at Lehigh and then five at the oh, academy. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then um, when I left teaching, I didn't have much of a plan, just quarter-life crisis. I knew I needed a break from education, and um, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And I ended I up. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody feels that. I don't know what I want to do, yeah. Kate. Sorry, I know. I no, I mean, up. and it's kind of what I love about where I am right now is that I'm, you know, perhaps not totally committed to a career and that I can kind of do a little bit of what I love here and there. And I mean, my, I'll say like at my, you know, I'm, I'm envious of you, by the way. Yeah. I, I found that I was envious of people who weren't totally locked into something and, um, there's something there maybe perhaps for our generation, but I know my number one priority is that I want to be really present for Hartley. I mean, you know, um, I tell people, like, I don't have one kid because I only wanted one kid. And, you know, we definitely wanted more children. Mm -hmm. It didn't work out for us that way. But I am eternally grateful for the opportunity to be Hartley's mom. And so, like, I am, like, pedal to the metal on it. Now, sometimes, like, she's like, you could give me a little space and, like, that would be okay. But, um, but yeah, I just want to be there and do all the things. But um, So you left teaching. So left but teaching. You, wait, and did you have? Partly while you were teaching? No. So I left, like, you know, okay. I was 28 or whatever. Now, we had started to try to have a kid at that point, like, just at the very end um, of my career. And I was 30 when I had Hartley. Mm -hmm. um, but I ended up meeting another wedding planner, um, an established wedding planner in town, and she needed an assistant. So I started working as her assistant. And then she saw potential in me and started giving me my own brides. And, um, I then saw an opportunity to, um, break away from her company and the types of clients that she was advertising to and, um, catering to were not where I had most of my connections. My connections were with SJA. Yeah. People I went to school with who were still getting married, you know, in their late 20s and early 30s. The girls that I taught that were starting to get engaged. And I'm like, this is such a missed opportunity for me to really um, engage in that market. So that's where KB Cook Weddings came from. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay. my mom and dad helped me start the business and, you know, 
financially. And um, thanks, mom and dad. Yeah, the part a lot of people don't talk about. Like it takes money. So thank you, mom and dad. No, I um, think that I think that's something that needs to be talked about. Honestly. Yeah. And my friend Carrie, shout out to Carrie Nichols. She helped me with a lot of legal things um, in starting my business. And um, so yeah, with a big support you know, group around me. Um, we started KB Cook Weddings and it, when it, when it was great, it was great. But what was really a turning point for me was when Hartley entered kindergarten. So prior to that, she was either at home with me and my mom would help me when I had meetings. Um, or we did part-time at Jefferson Baptist, but kindergarten at St. Jude was the first time that she was gone five days a week, all day. And I could feel that I was depressed, but I couldn't pinpoint why mm -hmm. and um another shout out to my friend colleen hageman williams who is um a psychiatrist in new orleans she was like do you think there's a connection to um the fact that you know you and hartley are on opposite schedules right she's at school all day you're in cross-country meetings evenings you're working weekends could that be like the source of your depression? And so that planted a seed for scaling back in how many weddings I did. And the nail in the coffin was the pandemic. Um, while people were complaining about being home, I was living my best life. Like I was exactly where I wanted to be. Now I was spinning my wheels working overtime to plan and replan weddings per the ever-changing event guidelines. And what did we used to call those things? Oh, the phases, right? Oh, yeah. Remember the phases? But anyway, phase we're one, in phase, phase one, two. we're in phase two. What phase are we going like to be in? Triggered. I yeah. forgot about that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, but despite the fact, like, I couldn't host events for a long time. Yeah. And so, and we, I, people weren't meeting in person. And so I really loved it. And I was like, all right, Kate, like, that is all you needed to know that, like, this business has served its purpose and you've perhaps shown your daughter how to be a boss B. I try not to curse on this podcast because I do sometimes have students that listen. Oh. <laughs> Sorry so, kids. I know it's okay. Um, I mean, I, okay. And I don't say the F word. <laughs> No. no, Aubrey texted me when, last I, time when I called you the last time. I, Aubrey was like, I love that you called Melissa out and then you gave yourself a nerd alert. <laughs> I'm like, I, I like, am a teacher. <laughs> so, I mean, um, as if these kids haven't heard this I word. Know, okay, I'm just saying. And you know what? It's fine if Miss Missy says it. This is true. Miss Cook can't say it. I like it. it. Don't know? say it at home, kids. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I, I think I showed Hartley what it's like to run a business. But yeah. then I decided, you know what? You know, you do, I'm sure y'all do some of this in accounting or maybe, you know, I don't honestly still don't know what y'all do. Okay. Um, no, I think y'all sit in cubicles it. and do math, but, um, but <laughs> you know, when do. you weigh like pros and cons of like, um, you know, it was, you know, in my column of things that were most important, like time, you know, over, you know, perhaps like owning a business yeah. and the things like that. But it was really hard. I mentioned it was hard to tell my frienders. Um, I mentioned that when we talked to animated art, like your frienders become very important to you. And I felt like I perhaps was letting them down. Um, I felt like I was letting down brides who had sisters who hadn't gotten married or, you know, whatever that wanted to use me. But I felt this way the first time I left teaching that I had so many students. I'm like, you were going to teach my little sister in two years. And, but I'm like, sometimes you just have to make decisions for well, yourself. And I'm sure those priorities change with yes. age. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure that like maybe when you were younger and started your business, owning a business and having that 
part of your identity was really important. Yeah. But then as Hartley started getting older, yeah. that time became more important. And neither is right or wrong. It just changes. It still is such a freeing feeling when I get Hartley's sports schedules and I write them in my calendar and I know I can get them. Yeah. Like that was the hardest thing. The summer of 2019, I made it to one of her swim meets and like that still haunts me, Yeah, you know, yeah. like I made it to one out of, you know, and it's a small handful in the summer swim season, but still it's just like I made it to one of her swim meets. Like that's such a bummer. This summer I was at all of them, you know, yeah. and I definitely don't take that for granted. And I know that I'm very lucky. I was telling my friend Sarah Catherine that, you know, Ross and I, live a pretty modest lifestyle and I appreciate that um perhaps foresight and that anytime I want to quit a job because I've done it twice now Ross is like you know we can do it right like I can carry the financial burden of our family you know um so I certainly appreciate that and feel very lucky I know that not everybody has that um luxury yeah and freedom definitely so when I say I'm envious of something like that mainly it's because I'm so practical I would never do that (laughs) and I really applaud people that you know that can do that even though I was telling my story about leaving teaching and going back to school and sitting Mm -hmm. for the CPA exam and now I'm you know started as an intern at Falking Winkler and now I'm one of the owners and like I just kind of say it because I never really thought that much about Mm -hmm. it but when I tell people it's not trying to like toot my own horn but they're like you love teaching and now you're a business owner at a very reputable CPA mm-hmm. firm. And I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. I know. Never thought that that would happen. You because know? as women, we can do anything. We can yeah. do anything. So, so let's dispel the myth for Kate as to what we do on a daily okay. basis. Please. You might dispute the myth for me because I don't even know what yeah. you do sometimes. Me? You, I know what you do. <laughs> oh, that's but when she says accountants sitting in cubicles doing math, like I can't really tell you what different people do. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and go into this. Okay. I'm excited to learn about this. Okay. So first of all, some, uh, this is the reality of the situation. Accounting, whether people realize it or not, is a relationship business. It just is. Okay. That is how you set yourself apart from other accountants. Okay. Laney? I was going to say, I think most businesses are. Right. But, but what people <laughs> and, and think. Not, of, in, not in a rude way. No, no, right. no. You're yeah. right. You're right. But again, what people, mm-hmm. but the perception of counting and right. probably engineers mm-hmm. and certain is what, this is what we're doing. So yeah. there's math. There's definitely math involved. And when you start an, an accounting profession and I'm a third party administrator, so we basically do accounting and compliance for re- employer sponsored retirement plans. So if Eliza offered a 401k plan, we would make sure that they have all their ducks in a row and get it set up and ongoing administration and all of these things, right? And consulting. So yes, when I first started at Falcon Winkler, I did. I sat in my desk and I tried to figure out what I was doing and attend- and not get fired on a daily basis. And if I left and I hadn't screwed something up royally or cost the firm money, I was pretty happy, right? You know the amount of people who say they're afraid of getting fired? At our firm? Really astonishes me. You mean in general? Yeah. No, at our firm. Oh. Because I want to be like, as long as you're doing a good job and trying, right. I think you'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And But, you know, a healthy dose of fear. I right. mean, I don't necessarily disagree. I, I do have somebody that works for me, and she's been there for 20-plus years, and she's always worried about getting fired. And I'm like, that would be, like, stupid for me to do <laughs> <Yeah>. that, <laughs> first of all, um, with all the experience that you have. So, 
Anyway, so that it has to start from a technical standpoint. So yes, when you start, you are getting work from partners, supervisors, and managers, and you're not going out and getting new business and really talking to too many clients because in order to talk to clients, you have to know what you're talking about, yeah. right? So that was 13 years ago. Fast forward to today. I know. It seems like yesterday that we were walking around the block at SJA on oh our God. lunch break and talking about your plans 13 a teenager ago. A teenager ago. Yes, I know. My sister, like I was sitting for the CPA exam whenever she had major and my, all my nephews were born. I just remember like being so stressed out sitting for the exam. But anyway, so that's, that's what you, that's what you do. And now my role is totally not that. Yeah. If I get an hour to sit behind my desk and do any sort of work, which most, most of what I'm doing during the day is talking to people who come in my office Meeting with clients, meeting with referral sources, answering emails, delegating, making sure stuff gets done. So you're and working with my you're partners. kind of focused on growing your business. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I definitely. The business do. development is what you're passionate about. So I mean, I'm an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and I think that a lot of times people forget that. Like I'm an I am an equity owner in my firm. I have a freaking stake in this game. Yeah. At the end so of the day, so you want it to grow. I so think I want the it CPA to grow. firm terminology kind of loses some of that because you hear partner and you don't necessarily equate that to owner. Yeah, you yeah. don't. I think it's more just like, oh, they're the boss. Well, and that's what I always wanted to, that's actually, we're having a little women's initiative next week. And that's one of the things that I want to talk about is as we're going on this tangent, but like being a partner in a CPA firm or being a principal and it's another type of firm, what a, a lot of times younger individuals, myself included, I didn't really know what being a partner meant. It just seemed mm-hmm. like a great thing to achieve. And when I first started the firm, just to go ahead and let everyone know, I had no intention of being a partner. That is not what I saw myself doing. I was yeah. just kind of taking it one day at a mm-hmm. time. And now I look back and I'm like, what a great thing for me to think. But now I don't think like that. I constantly am thinking like, what can what's we do next? and how can we change it and what's next? And so that's the other thing that I would tell younger and team members is that it's great if you aspire to be a partner, but you are the business owner. At the end of the day, you're the last person to get paid mm-hmm. and you can do well. I'm not going to say that you can't do well. COVID happens. Yeah. Okay. Guess who's going to take a pay cut? Now, I'm not saying we had to do that, but I mean, all the partners were on mm-hmm. the same page. Like we were going to pay our team. Yeah. We were going to do whatever we needed to do to pay our team. And so, yeah, you're responsible and buck stops with you. Yeah. Some people want that. Other people don't. I mean, Lainey, you do see how many, I mean, I make so many decisions I was gonna say, on I a daily like basis. I feel like y'all have to have decision fatigue because oh, yeah. all of y'all are constantly making decisions. And I, I think, I mean, I observe all seven of the partners yeah. that we have and y'all are making very different kinds of decisions with different groups of people. So that kind of plays a variable role, but I mean. Y'all are doing a lot. Yeah. And I mean, it's intense work. And I tell people that it doesn't mean that I'm working 80 hours a week, but it's intense. Yeah. And, you know, I have a little bit of an advantage. Mainly, I taught at a private high school here. I have a lot of connections mm-hmm. here that does make it a little bit easier to meet new people and mm-hmm. with referral sources. But yeah, that's basically what I'm doing on a day to day. But my day is, is run by my calendar. And you mentioned how it's a relationship business, and it is, but it's also a relationship business internally. Yes. You have to make sure that everybody at the firm is 
doing okay. Yeah. And so the management, the management of people is one, I shouldn't even say management. I should say leading people is one thing. And that's another thing I tell everyone, like, okay, you want to move into management. So what I need you to do is put yourself in your manager's shoes. And would you be able to answer all the questions and make all the decisions and go talk to all the partners like that manager is doing? No, I'm not trying to scare them. I'm just, just the leadership qualities, but also have the leadership qualities because even if you know every answer in the book, it, it takes those leadership qualities yes. to do it well. For so sure. that is. Yeah. So that's what y'all do. That is what we do. And our firm is, I would say, it's uh, an exceptional exceptional place to be. Um, you know, we're constantly working to make improvements. And how do we improve our client service? Been around for almost 40 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we. I was telling somebody it's quality over quantity for us mm-hmm. when it comes to our clients. You know, we want our clients to be partners with us. And honestly, like I'm friends with so many clients yeah. that I have, you know, and referral sources and that, that really makes We've it enjoyable. we had clients on this podcast. We've I was going to say that. On the podcast. So many guests yeah. come out of that. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I still kind of get from people though, that they're like, oh, so did you sit behind your desk all day? And I'm like, no, actually not once, <laughs> not once. Yesterday I did. Yesterday I left and I was like, oh my gosh, I think I got almost everything done that I needed to get done. So yeah, yeah, it's very, it's fast paced. I have to be honest, I was like, with so many jobs, I don't know what people do all day. You know what I mean? Like, um, I mean, even Ross, you know, I don't know what he does. He runs operations at Crescent Crown distributing mm-hmm. Boundary. But like, I'm like, so, I mean, are you just like walking around the warehouse? Are you like pointing to things? Are you like, <laughs> I don't know that, what exactly? Just like looking at beer, moving beer. I don't know. I don't know. My friends that are attorneys, are you just reading contracts all day? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't. Honestly, Lainey, I don't know what you do all day. I don't know what I do. Lainey like, does. I don't handling. know. She does a lot. I wear lots of hats. Disputes in the office. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> she probably disputes. Not necessarily my jam. Um, she probably. She. I will say that Lainey is so approachable mm-hmm. that I think people like feel comfortable going to Lainey. I feel and like Lainey's, people people do confide in me. Yeah, I'll yeah. say that, but I, I don't handle any actual disputes. I think if we had a serious issue. That would go to you. That would go to me or the yeah. partner, you know, Rachel or somebody like that. But yeah, Patrick, I'm like, so I kind of wondered what Patrick does. Like, I get it. I'm like, you bid jobs and all of these things. Well, so I learned what he did when we were both at home with COVID like two years yeah. ago. Okay. And I was like, I'll never forget this one day. Both him and I were on the phone all day. Yeah. I, I just think like the amount of people that I talk to on a daily basis is it, it's probably more than what a lot of people think. Yeah. And apparently him too. Yeah. Tony, every time I call him now, he's like, I'm on the other line. I'm like, it's 7.15 in the morning. <laughs> Who are you talking to? You the know? early bird gets the But I really like, I kind of went through the whole, whenever I was leaving teaching, and I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, and I, I, I like to be sensitive to this because there's some teachers that are still at St. Joseph's Academy that I like, I mean, I admire so much. Mm-hmm. They still have that passion for it. Like yeah. every day's a new day to them. Every yeah. year's a new year. And it kind of makes me sad. I lost that particular mm-hmm. passion. But I also knew deep down I didn't want to be the teacher that just went through the motions. Mm-hmm. And that made my decision a little bit easier. But for an entire year, I literally asked every single person that I met, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Do you like it? Is it challenging? Does your day go by fast? And all of the, all of those things mm-hmm. to try to figure it out. So for sure. I, mean, I, I feel the same. so hard at 
18, 18. 19, 20 years old to figure out a career when you don't know it all exists. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, I think about people too, like Glennis Davis. I mean, she was my teacher at St. Joseph. She's still there. She is one of those that is motivated and energized every day. Every day. No, she's the one that, she's honestly the first person that comes to my mind. Shout out to Madame. Yeah, me too. When you said it, I was like, great attitude. Well, I mean, she is very inspiring. Even if you're not teaching the same. What did she she taught? En français, oui. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's adorable. She oh. is adorable. And she was adorable when I was in high school and she's still there, you know. Nancy Landy. Oh, Miss Landy, I thought about her the other day. You know? So like yeah, you there know? was a lot. Dolores Marshall was one of my mentors yes. when I was there, you know? And I've kinda always thought like I don't know if I would go back to the high school setting and I really do love teaching. Mm-hmm. I also think because sometimes when you're a teacher, you do get to be quote unquote the boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you're kind of the boss of your classroom. And I don't think teachers get enough credit. Yeah. Like they're leaders. Yeah. Well, I can tell you. You got to lead a whole bunch of people to try to get to say, do what you have for... to lead a lot of people at the same time. Yes. yes. I saw a TikTok the other day that really hit home and it was like, you know, why is teaching so hard? And it said, you know, consider whatever you do and think of it, if you're going to put it in teaching terms, like you're going to host six one hour meetings a day. And the expectation is that you prep for those meetings outside of paid hours. Yep. And then you host all these meetings, but the people at the meetings don't necessarily want to be there. So it's also your job to keep them on task, engaged. entertained, engaged. And then you need to assess what level the people took in your information at the meeting. So, you know, you're factoring in assessments and looking and grading those assessments, essentially. You know, and I mean, it's, somebody told me this. They were like, you basically have to be ready to perform when that first bell rings. Yeah. It ready doesn't matter if you're having... There, I'm. I'm gonna say this, and I'm probably gonna get some flack for it. There is not flexibility on a day to day basis with a teacher. No, there is not. It's very structured. People think it's very flexible, and I'm like, okay, you think it's flexible because you get holidays off, right? But guess what you're doing before those holidays? You're. It's almost harder, Mm -hmm. and then you come back, and then you got to get back into the swing. I always told people that I'd rather work during the summer. I mean, seriously, I did. That's why I did uh, some of those extra classes and stuff. The idea yeah. though of having to control 30 or so kids mm-hmm. sounds terrible to me. I yeah. taught dance in high school so I mean different because you're They're supposed to be, to be moving. There. Yeah. But like those kids, I mean, and I probably maybe taught 15 at the most and they did not listen to me. Yeah. And so I just can't imagine having to tell people to sit down, listen. Well, and everybody has their own way of doing mm-hmm. it. Every teacher has their own strategy. And, um, you know, I tell my students like my toxic trait is that I believe that they have the maturity and the ability to come into my room and be respectful. Yeah. And so I'm not, <clears throat> Like discipline is probably an area that I would be marked on like needs improvement, but I'm constantly appealing to respect for them. You know, I don't want to scare them into doing the right thing. I want them to walk in my room and make the right decision because it's the right decision. You know, I want them to listen because it's my time to talk and their their time to listen to me, Mm -hmm. you know. I have to say, like, I feel like I have a decent amount of success with that. Mm-hmm. Of course, I have some some friends that it doesn't, you know, that doesn't really impact them in the way that I need it to. But, and I'm not, obviously, like, I do discipline. You know, we 
have cards that we sign or whatever, and I sign a card every now and again. But for the most part, I'd rather sit on my soapbox for a few minutes and give them a little chat about maturity and respect, and hopefully maybe it'll change the way they move through the rest of their day. I'll tell you what is super rewarding. So we kind of talked about how hard, I mean, teaching is hard, but when you run into a student, and I still run into students sometimes mm -hmm. from eons ago and they're like I just remember like what you taught me helped mm -hmm. me through this class in college and it's one of those things that and I I forget this from time to time even as a even as a boss slash leader what we say to people is very impactful and yeah. some people and, and and I don't sometimes I say things and then somebody's like well what did you mean by that and I'm like mm-hmm what did I say? I forgot, you know, but, yeah. uh, and then you're just proud. Like the ones that became CPAs. Yeah. <laughs> That's all like, you know, they didn't, they had no idea I was becoming a CPA, but yeah, so it's very rewarding, but it is, it's a lot of work and it's hard work and it's, I mean, it, it there is not flexibility during the day. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, like and, it's, and it's hard to when you know you're going to be gone like tomorrow is Hartley's field trip and I'm lucky I found a sub and that's great and I get to go on the field trip but the amount of work that I was doing today to prepare everything for my sub I actually didn't finish when I left school today I popped my head into my friend's classroom and I said you'll see me in the morning because I'm coming to run off some copies because I didn't yeah. fully finish everything I needed for tomorrow you know and like had I had my, my planning period is at the end of the day so had I had my planning period, I would have been able to get it done and maybe stay a but little But you couldn't have school. your planning period because but, you were here. Yeah, but, uh, you know, so with a great <laughs> attitude. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because um, cause I am happy to be here, right? You know, um, I was talking to my friend Sarah Catherine about the positive dog. I know. I, need I literally was about to it. say, yes. Kate's really feeding her positive dog today. I try to feed my positive dog every day because, you know, um, I feel very lucky to be here. When you started the podcast, I secretly wished that you would have started it with me. And <laughs> You're so funny, Kate. So I found my way here. You know, I mean, when when I knew there was going to be some kind of change in the podcast over the summer, like Aubrey and I were texting about it a ton and she's like, I mean, are you going to be a co-host? I'm like, I don't know. And I'm afraid to ask, but they've asked me to come on a few times this summer. Like perhaps it's an audition, you know, and <laughs> interviewing me. First of all, Kate's given us way too much credit, Lainey, that we put, <laughs> that we were that strategic. I know. But I just, it, you know, it's something that I want to make time for being on the eve of my like 40th birthday. Like it's coming up very, very soon. When is it? Um, it's November 28th. Oh God, I forgot we were both November babies. Yeah. Okay. So it's coming. Um, well, I, feel I turned like, 41, so, you know, you're a baby to yeah. me. Aww. <laughs> but I feel like I'm at an age where it's like, I'm going to do the things that I want to do. I'm going to spend time doing the things that I want to do. And this is something that I want to do. So I'm happy to give up my planning period once a week to come here and do this. Cause it is like for sure, as lame as it sounds, a dream come true. It's it's fun. It's a fun part of our day. Yeah. It's and, you the know, best part of our day. Yes, Lainey. I, um, I was a pretty, like, um, negative kid oh. and um, teenager. I fed my negative dog way too much. And when I reflect back on it, I wish I would have um, wasted less time on things that weren't important or not focusing on, I told one of my students the other day, like, if you look, if you only look at what you don't have, you're never going to see all that you do. And, um, you know, I attribute the, my current mindset to two things. Number one, of course, the positive dog, but also number two, therapy. And, um, everybody needs a therapist. Everybody needs a therapist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something that my therapist had told me, um, so, I mean, I said, I only have one kid because 
it's not because I wanted one kid. And I know that y'all know, but I don't know that I've ever said it on the podcast that after Ed Hartley, I had two miscarriages and, and then it just never happened for mm-hmm. us again. And we did, you know, some fertility things, not a ton. It's people don't, one thing people don't talk about with fertility is that how mentally trying it can be. And I just didn't have the strength to keep going to the next levels and all of that. But I also, you know, was in therapy and um, my therapist made a comment of like, you have to stop circling the drain. You are just feeling so sorry for yourself and you are circling the drain, but you're not doing anything. Like, she's like, if you are not going to continue fertility treatments or go to the next level of fertility treatments, like, I forgot what it's called, IVF, right? If you're not going to do it, she's like, then you need to look at your life and say, like, this is going to be enough and I'm going to enjoy all that I have. And I was like, it was a light bulb moment for me. That sounds like harsh, but also maybe needed to be said. I needed it. Yeah. I I tend to need... harsh, strong women that say harsh things yeah. in my life. Well, and um, that's what, the, that's what you pay a therapist yes. for. Yes. And she gave, like, I, I think it all the time. And when I see somebody circling the drain on things large and small, I sometimes, depending on the scenario, <laughs> will say it to them too, because it was such a light bulb moment for me of like, I am just sitting circling this drain and I'm not making any changes or doing anything. And so I decided, okay, Kate, like you've decided you don't want to do IVF. Like that's not for you. So look around at your life and all that you have. And like every day is such a gift, you know? And, um, a classmate of mine passed away over the summer and she had been a childhood cancer survivor and she passed away from cancer. And I'm like, this is, this life is a gift Mm -hmm. that she only got to live 39 years of. And here I am like being given more and I want to do the most that I can with it and enjoy, enjoy it. Yeah. You know? Well, and so give yourself a little bit of grace. You were also going through a grieving period too. So I think that there would be, or I would imagine, okay, I haven't been in that situation. I've had a lot of friends in the situation. So, you know, you're grieving the miscarriages Mm -hmm. and then you're grieving just that the future does not yeah. look like how you wanted it to look. I remember us having a conference. Do you remember Aubrey's bachelorette party? Yes. Do you know how much we sh- Aubrey? Do you know how much we shout out to you? Okay. She does because she listens. But do you I remember? Love you, okay, we went to New Orleans, mm-hmm. right? And we stayed like in that. It was like not a house, yeah, but it was, it was like a little like boutique hotel yes. situation. And I'll never forget this. Kate's okay, gonna be like, I can't believe you're saying this, but like, we wake up the next day and like, see, I think y'all had gotten little like, I think you took like an Excedrin before you went to bed. Yeah. And Kate's like, I feel great. I could drink a mimosa. <laughs> anyway, but that night, you and I left. Yes. We left. Yes. Do you remember this? Yes. And we went back. Might have been some other girls too. Mm-hmm. And we started eating um, the regular Tostitos with salsa. <laughs> and we were talking about mm-hmm. your fertility challenges mm-hmm. on that particular. Like you were sitting on, like I remember this. I was sitting in the chair and you were sitting on the couch and we were just like yeah. eating chips and salsa. And, you know, mm-hmm. we had been out in New Orleans or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I think it takes, a, you know, it takes brave people to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It, it takes. I was going to say bravery, but I don't think that's a word. <laughs> I don't know. Let's cut that out. Uh, but, I mean, it does take break, but I think you just made a really good point. I want to go back to what you were saying, though, about, like, when you left teaching and then when you decided to no longer become a wedding planner and all of the relationships that you thought about. And this is a prime example. Lainey, do you know what I'm about to say? Mm-mm. Of boundaries. Oh. Yes. 
because as as harsh as this said like if you read the boundaries book Mm -hmm. which just i'm going to put this out there in the universe i have a keynote presentation on boundaries and business that i'm working on Um, but if you put if you read the boundaries book, which I think everybody, every person in this pla- on this planet needs to read it. What what is the book actually called? Boundaries. It's just called boundaries. <laughs> it's literally called boundaries. By, do we know the author? Oh, well, maybe we should make that one of our. Are we supposed to? We aren't we supposed to make like a fun book as one of our books? Oh, I did. Like while you look that up, I did want to just make a comment on the tail end of your story that um, I know we've talked on here before about words of the year, mm-hmm. and my word this year was gratitude, and. Like, I will be very honest. I am 24. I have not faced that many hardships in my life. Mm -hmm. But no matter what has happened this year, I've really tried to approach it with a mindset of gratitude. Mm -hmm. And that has changed the game for my life this year. It really, really has. Yeah, it Um, is. From the smallest things to bigger challenges. But, like, I was talking to someone in the office about how um, I just have a really busy rest of the year. Basically, Mm -hmm. through the end of the year, I have something every weekend. And... All these people were like, oh, that sounds so terrible. That sounds so horrible. And granted, I do like to be busy. Mm -hmm. But I was like, yes, it's a little bit stressful. But I'm so blessed that Mm -hmm. I have so many activities to look forward to. You know, most of these plans are with family and friends and fun things that I'm really, really grateful that I get to do. Mm -hmm. And so it's even like, though that's a really small example, um, just trying to really be grateful for things yeah. rather than feeding the negative dog. Yeah. Because, because I think it's human nature to feed the negative dog. Yes. It's, it takes, it takes, it takes effort. Just a reminder, everyone, we were at a restaurant. Yeah. It's background noise. You know, I kind of, just, wait, it's, I kind of love it. Oh, like I feel it's like a nice it's little like, vibe. Yeah. Um, so I, my birthday, which was November 4th and the amount of people that like reached out to me on my birthday and my business partners that reached out to me on my birthday. Um, I mean, there were a few that didn't. <laughs> I'm just picking on them. <laughs> like, oh, sorry. <laughs> but no, but that put, I, actually is funny. After my birthday, I thought, okay, I've kind of, I haven't been like in a bad spot, but like I'm, I have to work on my stress management. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I get stressed, it's like Rome is burning. Okay. Yeah. And I, also because I'm dramatic, but I, I thought about that too. Like I, I really am blessed and so thankful about all these opportunities mm-hmm. that have been given that, you know, I do different things on a daily basis than my business partners do. And they have, I don't want to say like, let me do whatever I want, but accepted that. And they, they know that I'm out there, you know, feet on the ground trying to grow the business and do what's best for the firm. Yeah. So I went and told Rachel in our office on Monday, I was like, you know, I feel like I've been playing the victim mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, woe is me. Yeah. I mean, if I was Laney and looked at me, I'd be like, what is wrong with you, woman? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so, but it's hard, but it does take no, effort. And, and I've definitely been in that spot life, before too. Yeah. Life stressors can really put a, put a, it can make it challenging. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. This podcast is great episode okay i think we needed a catch yes, up we did so oh too. yeah when, when laney said that i was like no we're catching up because we have so much to talk about that yes. i didn't even know i know okay so boundaries is by dr henry cloud and dr john townsend and it is it says you know boundaries when to say yes how to say no to take control of your life mm-hmm. and one of the things one of the very first things that it talks about is that if you tell somebody no that you can't do something whatever it may be, or you decide to leave a career or you decide not to go to the beach with friends, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Why do we not tell them no? 
we're worried that we're going to disappoint. Mm-hmm. There's a fear of disappointment. There's a fear of how are they going to feel. And the reality is that we are not responsible for their feelings. Does yeah. that also touch on the fact that you don't really owe someone an explanation? Yeah. 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 So, That's something that I'm trying to work on too, yeah. because mm-hmm. I think all three of us and like, oh, I, I, I personally learned this in when I went to therapy is that I'm a chronic people pleaser. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that just came from my upbringing, but, um, I used to be like, no, I can't do this because X, Y, Z, and I hope you don't hate me and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm really trying to get better about just saying, no, I, I'm not available. Yeah. 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 I, that it's takes really a lot empowering. of practice. It is. And it takes a lot of practice to do that. But I'll do that sometimes even with my team. Like, mm-hmm. hey, can you help me with this? I'm like knee deep and did it. I'm like, they don't even know. I mean, I'm not trying right. to mean. Yeah. I just need right. to ask just, them if they hey, can, can help. help and, um, and so, and like, so when you say that, when you, like, I kind of feel like when I say that to people that, like if their feelings aren't your responsibility, that's in a context of telling someone, no, you can't do something. Like I do, yeah. I need to kind of go back and revisit the book because clearly there's obligations that we have. Like right. you're not going to be like, no, Hartley, I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't go to the doctor with you. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're disappointed. <laughs> but it ha- the thing I like about the book is it, ha- is it it has like an intro and then it's got different chapters. So boundaries and your children, mm-hmm. boundaries and your parents, boundaries and your spouse, boundaries and your partner. So you can kind of take what you applies ta- to you. Yes. Mm-hmm. You I can like take that. what applies to you you and it is just it like I mean I think about that all the time and you know if you don't say no to certain things you're saying yes and then you're resentful and then you're not you're you're not being your best self for lack of better words so don't worry guys I talk about all this in my boundaries and business yeah um that is I'm very passionate about it though yeah I think boundaries are the key to life I agree. And low expectations, according yes. to Lainey. <laughs> low expectations and, and boundaries. boundaries. And communication. A lot of that comes down yes. to communication, right? Yeah. So, um, okay, so let's get let's get non-deep really quick. Mm-hmm. How about LSU Tigers? OMG. Yeah. That was that's amazing. amazing. And, okay, y'all know I'm not the biggest football gal, but that was a fun so time. I woke that up on Sunday incredible. and I thought... Did that really oh happen? Oh, my God. <laughs> we literally had one of two outcomes happen. Like, it, yeah. like when he made that call to go for two, mm-hmm. and I guess it didn't – I mean, I knew that at the moment. I was just – it was too intense and, like, suspenseful. But it was like, we were going to win or lose that game. Yeah. And I really thought his interview at the end of the game with um, Holly – and her, her name, the sports reporter. I think her last name's – I think her first name's Holly. But I just thought he did a great job. He said, the game needed to be over. We were just going to keep going back yeah, and forth yeah. and it needed to be over. And I, that was the call that needed to be made. And I was like, dude, yeah. I like you. I it, it I think it solidified it did. his place in Baton Rouge. Oh, um, for sure. You know, I mean, we all walked away, you know, literally and figuratively from that Florida State game. Just, you know, had he gone for two at that game, you know, would have started our season very differently. And so, I don't know, to see, like, um, the guts that he had to make that call and, I don't know, perhaps, like, learning from the call that he made at Florida, Florida State game. Yeah, I think, you know? I think he alluded to that, too, yeah. or somebody did. But, you know, I really – it's really admirable to see someone come into LSU. First of all, let's just be honest. I mean, LSU fans are hard to please. Yes. I mean, we won oh, an yeah. undefeated season. Mm-hmm. You know, we're hard to please. But coming in and not starting off on a great foot, I mean, that to me makes real champions to be able to come yeah. back from that. And it was just like, 
oh my gosh. I mean, like, I, w- I don't want to say that. I wasn't expecting that because I still feel like we're in a rebuild year. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. You know, but we got a lot of talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. Yeah. And yeah. we, so I didn't actually go to the game, but um, probably like at some point in the third quarter, we met up with my boyfriend's mom at like one of the RV tailgates. That was oh, super yeah. nice. So yeah. I was close enough by that, like you could feel yeah. all the energy. But y'all, we, we tried to go out after, which I had not ventured to the, the Tigerland since I graduated college. Mm. But the cover to get into Fred's was $60. $60. Yes. No. We did not go. I did not pay $60 to what get in. college kid can afford $60? Uh, what? One's it. Daddy's money. But what? I don't know what it was like to deter the... Um, and Bogies was like, girls got in for I, I don't know if it was to deter the Alabama students or what, but we were like, this is a scam. $60. $60. Just go into the yeah. bar. Did they have a band? I don't even think so. Okay, Frioli, Y'all, explain yourself. We <laughs> got, uh, we were like, no, we got food from the food truck and went home. Yeah. What food truck was it? I don't know. <laughs> I was, <laughs> oh, you were oh. feeling no pain. Lainey, well, I, I slept mean, in the car on the way. <laughs> come on, let's just be honest. That's a long day. That is a long we day. We actually, um, so I'll just go ahead and admit this on air. I probably shouldn't, but um, I think I talked about in January and February when I had that sudden hearing loss in mm-hmm. my left ear and I didn't take into account normally if I'm going somewhere that it's loud, I'll bring earplugs Yeah, and I had to leave because oh, it no. was, it was painful. It was painful and I can deal with the pain. What was worse was I was having flashbacks of having to go through everything I went through yeah. and I was like, I don't want to lose. Like I got yeah. some of my hearing back. Right. I don't, it, there's no guarantee it's going to stay like that. Like the ringing in my ear mm-hmm. is finally background noise and I just went down and I was going to watch the rest of the game, like, you know, where they sell concessions and food mm-hmm. and stuff because it, was, it wasn't it was as loud. And Patrick was like, no, no, we're, we're, we're in this together. Yeah. We're going home. So oh, we were able to. Well, you, Patrick. I know. I know. So and then I woke the up. The best partner day. wife by far. Yes. <laughs> and, and I just, I woke up the next day feeling so guilty, like, because it ended like that. But I'm going to be honest, we wouldn't have gone on that field because both me and Patrick are like, that is a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a lot of people. Every time people. that happens, I kind of get depressed because the one time we stormed the field when I was in college was when we beat Georgia in 2018 Mm -hmm. and I was standing at the host stand at Mestizo working and saw it happen on TV and I was like this is so sad but yeah and I mean I just the older I get the more I really enjoy like I'm an LSU fan but I really enjoy watching those games house watcher I am because I like watching it yeah I want to pay attention to that like I want to go back and rewatch the Mm -hmm. Bama game even though I was there I'm like it's not yet yeah, harder to actually watch. It is actually. I watched, I watched the, most of the second quarter, like by the concession stand, and I was able yeah. to really watch yeah. it down there. I did um, give a couple of young girls some like life advice. Oh, good. <laughs> you know, when I was standing in the line for the restroom. Yeah. Um. Somehow, some girl started talking to me about how she doesn't think she wants kids, and she's like twenty three. And I was like, I mean, could she just like sense that you were the right person so to talk to? I told Patrick, I was like, maybe I should be a coach for some young women, like Let you know, and really. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying she was, but the drunk conversations okay. in the bathroom are really always the best. They, they are. Really are. The other girl was like, they were just, I remember their names. I'm not going to say them on air, but yeah. like we were sitting there chatting it up and Patrick was like, what were you doing down here? I was like, you know, just Changing giving lives. advice to these. Changing lives. Yeah. To these, well, you know, dad, my, did, I, did I tell you what my dad told me about you, Lainey? I, I think so. Dad 
told me after the podcast event that he's so proud of Lainey for coming out of her shell and that I have such an impact on young women. Oh, you do. I was like, you do. I don't think it's all because of me. I think Lainey was in her element. <laughs> I do I like, like an event. I was yeah. like, she's the boss, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so I think LSU, I mean, I just think that also makes for a really exciting like November and December, yes. you know, and going into the holidays and stuff like that. My so, dad's November is for town. contenders. My dad's coming in town, and we're going to the UAB game, which is, like, not going to be that exciting. But it'll, but it'll be, be fun, fun to go to a yeah, game Yeah, but that's kind of a fun game to go to. Is that their homecoming game? Or did that already happen? Their homecoming no, already it's happened. at okay. 8 p.m. Oh, I know. 8 p.m. Yeah. And oh, it's okay. My dad's bringing the barnoculars. The barnacular. It's like two flasks that join together as binoculars. My cousin Dale totally used to bring this in the game. (laughs) And like my dad just looks like a cute little old man that's into the game, but nobody's ever okay after the barnoculars make an appearance that holds a lot. I would imagine so. Yeah. (laughs) And like then you don't know like how much you're consuming. You know, and that's the thing though. It doesn't matter like I mean, that's even going tailgating. So like I mean to get out tailgating, we now we didn't get out there till like three. We had some people at my house before. But it was like, I thought, I was like, well, I didn't really feel like I drank that much. It was just a long, it's a long day. Yeah. It's a um, marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. But we were, we, it was, it was fun. So. Yeah. Lainey, what time are we at? How long have we talked? And I feel like Kate <laughs> probably has to go. 59 minutes. Oh, oh under my an gosh. hour. That's amazing. Okay. Wait, but I'm about to push this over. Go ahead. What you got? <laughs> I got to just say a few things. One is that I mentioned it so many times in the buildup of like me being the chair of the fall fundraiser for Hartley School, the fun run, and it culminates on Halloween. And so I just have to like shout out my school community because it was an amazing fundraiser. We are um, one of the smaller schools and we raised $46,000 in just pure donations. Wow. That is not including the $11,500 in sponsorships. Wow. Yes. Like my people showed up. Came through. Yes. It was amazing. And it was a fun day. I, um, chaired the event for two years and then I get to pass it on to somebody new for next year. I'm really excited about the, um, uh, you know, mom, that's going to be taking it over from me. Um, but I need to say that like God also came through for me cause I had two fun runs with amazing weather. Mm. Um, you know, there's always a rain plan, of course, you know, for the actual running day, you know, we can run in the gym and do all the fun things and it's still great. But I got to have two sunny, relatively cool fun run days, you know, two years in a row. So I just wanted to like shout out my St. Jude community, all of them, like my committee, my the parents that donated, just sponsors, all the things. Yeah. It was wonderful. I love it when people come together like yes. that. I chared the reindeer run that Forum 35 yeah. puts on, and it rained, and it was 50 degrees. It's tough when you and are handed rain with an outdoor event, at and night. then it's cold. Yes. At night. We at still night. had about 800 runners show up. You know, yeah. runners are serious. Runners are serious. I'm like, I was literally, I think I had five layers of clothes. Like Patrick was like, babe, it's not 20. I'm like, it's raining. And I've yeah. been out here for four hours. But like, that's when yeah. your nose is like all cold. Oh and my drippy. God. Whenever <laughs> I went home, I, I did actually, um, I'm forgetting his last name, but he used to be president of forum 35 and he came up to me and he was like, Hey, do you want like, do you want something to drink? And I was like, well, I do. I don't want anything cold. So he went and got me like hot chocolate with Bailey's and I was Aww. like, Oh my God, this is the best thing. And then I went yeah. home and on my way home, Patrick had helped. And then he went home and I, on my way home, I was like, run me the hottest bath known to yeah. me. It was the best bath I'd ever taken. Oh. I was it's freezing. when you're like cold to your core. Oh, it was cold to yeah. my, yeah. like there was no warming. I'm pretty sure yeah. my feet were numb. 
Yeah. What else you got, Kate? Um, okay, I've got to give like a, at least like one recommendation. So of um, it wouldn't be Louisiana can ladies without it. it. We can without upload it to our website. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We didn't even Which, talk about by the, the way, ladies and other listeners and, and lads and lads, ladies, ladies and, lads. and lads. Yes, our website is live. L A ladies dot info. Yes, got the books on there. Check us out. Legit. Yes. Okay, so my one recommendation for this month is going to be a local maker. Um, her name on everything, her website, her socials is Crowned by Ellie. She makes super fun jewelry, headpieces, over the top, um, over the top to not so over the top crowns and stuff. Um, she is a fun follow on TikTok. She lives in New Orleans and everything is handcrafted. Um, my friend Brooke gifted me a um, champagne themed crown. It's Ooh, super cute. fun. Yeah. Um, but she's got lots of fun jewelry and like I said, headbands from, you know, little earrings to big headpieces. Wonderful. Love a local maker. And um, in fact, I'm going to go on her website today and order some new Christmas jewelry because I'm ready. I just had to put away all my Halloween like t-shirts, sweatshirts, and accessories. Mm -hmm. And aside from my pumpkin spice earrings, I don't have a lot for this season, um, but I'm getting very excited for the next season. I can tell. Accessories. Yes. And fun things. You're like shaking. Yes. (laughs) I love it. I got a new sweatshirt. It has um, Kevin McAllister on the front um, from Home Alone. Yeah. And do and the like, you know, ah, he, ah, yeah. yeah. Lane, you know what we're talking about? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking about wearing it before the Thanksgiving break to school, but I don't know. I'm trying to hold fast to like doing fall before I do Christmas. So I already have my Christmas tree up. Um, but you know, my kids asked me in one of my classes, where, what category do you fall into? And I said, I, I like to do Thanksgiving and harvest or whatever, but I am not bothered by people who are already have their tree up listening to Christmas music. Like I love it. Whatever makes you happy, you do you. 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 And honestly, if wearing my Kevin McAllister sweatshirt needs to happen before Thanksgiving break, then it's going to If you feel that, that urge, just do it. I'm going to do it. But yes, my tree is up and it looks beautiful. Thank to, thank you to Blanc Box. Yes. They're very busy and very booked, and they just had to come a little okay, earlier. And I was like, that is totally fine. I really don't mind my tree being up because let me just be honest. A Christmas tree makes people happy. It makes it people does. happy. It really does. It just does. And, like, when it hadn't been up all year, I don't know. I just feel like mm-hmm. even if you do it, like, right after Thanksgiving, that's only, like, three and a half or four weeks I know. or a month. We we put ours up right after Thanksgiving, and we keep it up till Epiphany. Yeah, and I, I do too. We have a real tree, so it it sometimes it's, becomes a bit yeah, of a, a hazard. A like, but it's I like, I might be done. <laughs> but I do. I am um, really diligent about fresh doing fresh water every day because I don't want to create. I mean, let's be honest, it already has a fire hazard in my house, but in you know, anybody's house. But I try to really lessen the liability that it bring a risk that's, of it. That's very you good. Know, that's know. very yeah. compliant. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank Do we have <laughs> anything else before we ramble on way too long, Lainey? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, do you want to introduce? I saw you posted the book of the month. Yes. Did I not talk about it? We talked about it last week. Oh cards on the table. I haven't finished listening to that episode. Yes, I think and I, I did it at the okay. very end. So Sorry. it's a Colleen Hoover book. And I mean, Colleen Hoover just really doesn't disappoint. Now I will tell y'all, speaking of books. Okay. I finished this book, um, the other day I have 12 more books to read before the end of the year to get to it. my challenge. 
the conference and the event, and mm-hmm. then I had another event in October, really, really put me behind. But I am in it. Yeah. I am in it. Okay. So I just finished um, this book that it came with, Book of the Month. And it was, it's called We Were, When We Were Bright and Beautiful, and it's by Jillian Medoff. Okay. Did not get great reviews on Goodreads because there is a plot twist that I, now, again, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm like a ding dong because I, like people were reviewing. They're like, we knew exactly where that was going. I'm like, I, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. So that's, a, that's heavy. I will say that's a heavy, it's about a family and a little bit of dysfunction within the family. Mm-hmm. So that's heavy. But I started an Emily Griffin book. Is that? Oh, are I you love. A big, okay, big Emily Griffin. Because it's just easy. It's yeah. called Meant to Be. I read like I read like seventy five pages last mm-hmm. night, and then I'll go ahead and do Colleen Hoover. My Emily Griffin is an actual book checked out from the actual library. Look at you. Too. But so I only have like two more weeks to read yeah. it. But yes, I looked at my reading challenge and I was like, it says it says I'm three books behind schedule. Girl, November is for contenders. You can do this. I am. And we got Thanksgiving and we (laughs) don't go anywhere for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And Patrick and I are going to the Grand Marriott in December. I've got lots of, lots of opportunities to read. So love that. Are we done, Kate? I think so. I think so. I could just talk to y'all forever. I I know. know. The catch up episodes really can like go on and on. Emily Klein's a big fan. I know. Shout out to Emily. She's going to love this. (laughs) I loved her episode yes. and the catch. Like I really enjoyed listening to that one. Yes. Well, and she just kind of like fit right in. She really did. You know, whether it she, was perfect. Whether she liked liked that, liked or not. it or not, she fit right on in with this. So, Motley at some crew. point, I'm hoping. I don't know. We are pretty booked for guests. Yeah. We <laughs> yes. Are. Every. I mean, the calendar alerts coming in. Like Lainey yeah. is killing it. We yes, she is killing it. And then people, you know, continue to. Uh, have guest suggestions, so I don't know. I, I would like to do, like, maybe, like, a gift-giving episode. I'm not the best at gifts. Oh, but I feel like just do yeah. a Christmas theme. Yeah, I don't know. I think we might have. I think we – did we a lot for that, maybe? Maybe. maybe. I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens a lot of time is is the catch-ups, we haven't been quite as strategic about them because we're trying right. to Because we've book been so guests. full of guests. Yes. And we've been booking guests, and then all of a sudden we're like, oh, God, we have six weeks of podcasts in a row. So just to let the listeners know, that does become – a lot of work for Lainey. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely have some sort of holiday recap. Yeah. Yeah, the holiday recap. So we got, there's lots of things I coming kind of, up. I so. kind of love the idea of being tasked with coming to the table with gift suggestions. Excellent. Kate, that's your job. Okay, let me know. You you're come also, with the gifts. You're also I'm going to come ready. Th- but th- I really want you to not teach so that you could just manage our entire social media. <laughs> I know, because I was doing Preferably so well. Preferably for free. And then <laughs> I, w- I really, I was doing so well with posting on social media and um, stuff like that. And then the, the thick of thon- Fun run, fun run, and um, cross country, and all the things got to me. So I'm coming out of my hole now that fun runs over, and I'm going to get back into it, and then perhaps I'll be able to like really shine in that Look, arena. You come with the gifts. We'll come with the stories from the Falcon Winkler Christmas party. Yes, I'll come with the stories from the crazy Thanksgiving family vacation that is approaching. Yes graduation yeah, all the things, things. Yes. lots of things so okay well i'm gonna do that i'm gonna come up with some categories i love this okay there we go i love giving people things to do it yes. fits right into my yes one of my skill sets Your leadership skills my leadership yes. skills so anyway any parting thoughts laney be grateful and be feed your grateful. positive dog be grateful and feed your positive dog i love it all right guys hope everyone has a good week see you next time bye